And right now, it's big fight time. Live in Las Vegas, Trevor Burbick and Mike Tyson are about to battle it out for the WBC Heavyweight Championship. Welcome to World Championship Boxing. Today we are talking about the Ring Magazine Awards for 2014, and we're going to compare them to our awards. And I am joined once again by One Silva. What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon, Logan. Good afternoon, boxing fans. As while 2014 was a lackluster year in boxing, there was some there was some stars, there was some high points, and we'll be going over the high points today, real quickly. It looks like Mayweather-Pacquiao is all but a done deal. The announcement might come today. Pacquiao and Mayweather spent three days with each other last week. They hung out at a Lakers game, and they hung out at Pacquiao's hotel room. And multiple reports, including the great Dan Raphael of ESPN.com, has claimed that the fight is all but a done deal. An announcement might come today during the Super Bowl. Wow, man. If they can get that announcement out during the Super Bowl, that would be good for them. That would be unbelievable if they can get this thing finally done. The only sticking point right now, and um, Mayweather and Pacquiao have agreed to terms, is who is going to broadcast this fight? Showtime's in deep doo-doo, deep dog shit, Logan. They don't have a championship boxing card scheduled till April. They lost three-quarters of their fighters. They don't have any... Um, affiliation with any major promoter right now. Two years ago, Showtime was on top of the world. Right now, they're in deep dog shit. They need this fight desperately. Yeah, last night they were the, I mean, last night, last year they were the uh, promotion of the year. And, uh, I mean, not last year, the year before. And uh, now uh, they're having issues. So, yeah, that that's going to be interesting to see who broadcasts it. Now, Maybe they could. Mayweather has an has an exclusive deal for two more fights with Showtime, so that's the big edge Showtime has. But HBO has an agreement with Pacquiao, so we got to see what happens with this. It's going to be a joint um, distribution. What's going to happen? That's the only sticking point right now that can not allow this fight to occur. But I they just should to do it as a, a partnership. You know, why not? It, 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 there's precedence when when Tyson fought Lennox Lewis. Back in 2002, HBO and Showtime came to agreement where the winner of the fighter, the winner of the fight, the the the, the would would the winning, let's say, Lennox Lewis was HBO, Tyson was with Showtime. The winner got their fight on the winning network, and since Lewis won, it was shown on HBO the following week. All right, they, then. So- they split the pay per view. Uh, they split the pay per view profits, and they also um had HBO and Showtime production help with the with the fight. Like one there was one Showtime announcer with an HBO announcer. So that might have to happen. There is president. So I just wanted to bring that up to the to the fight fans and uh, let's get on to the awards. 
All right, cool. So we're here looking at the Ring Magazine Awards for 2014, and uh, I guess we'll just go from like we'll we did with our... We'll start right. with the event of the year. Our event of the year was Madonna Mayweather, right? Mm-hmm. It was their runner-up. And I cannot disagree with, with what their event of the year was because it drew 80,000 people in Wembley Stadium. And that was the rematch between Carl Frotch and George Groves. That was quite an event, um, and that was probably at the top of your list as well. Uh, it was my runner-up. Runner I thought the glitz and glamour of Mayweather Madonna uh, coming off uh, Madonna giving Mayweather hell. But thinking about it, I have to agree with this choice, and I think we erred in giving the Mayweather Madonna fight the event of the year because Frotch Groves drew 80,000 fans. And no other no other sport in other than soccer drew that amount of people in 2014. Yeah, and that was very highly anticipated. Uh, Frotch seemed to be ducking him, and uh, he came and uh, finally agreed to have this fight after he got pressured, and he uh, did a great job, won the fight, and uh, proved everybody that proved everybody that he was the better fighter. Um, what, what, you know, Frotch, his opponent, now, do you think that he's still a viable guy, or, or what's the, what's, do you think his... Frotch had signed to fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., which would have been an easy fight from him and a big payday, but Chavez Jr. got injured, so right now, Frotch doesn't have an opponent. Bernard Hopkins put his hat in the ring, but Frotch said, nah, I'm not fighting the old man, fuck that. So, right now... Frotch is waiting for Chavez Jr. to recuperate so they can reschedule the fight. Well, but talk a little bit about the event and the fight. Well, look, the, the first week of the, uh, when the fight was announced, the first week, 50,000 tickets were sold. And when they walked through the ring, a sellout of 80,000, which was more than the, than the SummerSlam 1992 match between David Boy Smith and... Bret Hart, which is still the WWF record to this time of 78,000 people. Do you think that Groves, um, what was your prediction? Did you think Groves would have won, or what did you think? No, I think think the prediction I made on this program was frotched by a very close decision. So I picked the right guy, just didn't pick the fact that he would knock him out. Yeah. But where is Groves in his career? Like, uh, you think that he's still... there's another fighter, another British fighter named James DeGale, who's a rival of, uh, of George Groves, and they possibly might be fighting each other, which would be a huge fight in England. The winner to either fight Frotch again or to to try and fight for Frotch's title after Frotch um, relinquishes the title because this will be Frotch's last year of boxing. Interesting. All right. So there you go. And, uh, and uh, that's the event of the year. So let's go on to the next one. All right, the next one was the Comeback Fighter of the Year. Now, the guy we picked, Jermaine Taylor, is in a whole lot of hot water right now. whole lot of hot water. During the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Parade, Day Parade in Arkansas, in Little Rock, Arkansas, he threatened a family with a gun. He was arrested. He was also um, charged with drug possession, and he was um, being mentally evaluated. He's out on bail right now, but his career is all but over. So then, who did he's they also choose? Also on trial for attempted murder of his murder of his cousin. 
But who did they who did they choose then? All right. I chose Jermaine Taylor. They chose, and I can't argue with this with this pick, the the legendary Miguel Cotto. Interesting. Miguel Cotto. Yeah, well, you know, that's a good choice. I mean, we had him what as the upset of the year, right? That that that's the upset of the year and I cannot argue with that choice. I picked Jermaine Taylor because he was all but considered done. He won the IBF middleweight championship of the world, but Miguel Cotto won the linear middleweight championship of the world, and he beat the best middleweight of the last five years in Sergio Martinez, convincingly destroyed him. So great choice by Ring Magazine. I cannot argue with this with, with, with this pick. Their comeback fight of the year for 2014, the legendary Miguel Cotto, who looked like he was going to face Floyd Mayweather until Mayweather and Pacquiao ran into each other in Los Angeles, and now all of a sudden these two have become the best of friends. So right now, if that fight occurs, which it looks like it's going to, Cotto doesn't have an opponent because Canelo Alvarez decided to fight James Kirkland the same day that Pacquiao and Mayweather will probably fight on May 2nd. All right. Well, um, and Miguel Cotto was uh, strongly, I mean, um, Sergio Martinez was strongly favored in that fight. Huge favorite. Huge, huge favorite. So, and Miguel Cotto, but I mean, arguably Miguel Cotto had already come back, um, well, kind had, of. He had lost two fights in a row to Mayweather in um, 2012 to Mayweather and, um, what's my man's name? What's this guy's name? Um, Austin Trout. And then he won a, non- he won, he destroyed a jobber in three rounds, which made him look good, but um, no one really took that fight into consideration, but for him defeating Sergio Martinez. He got the shot at Sergio Martinez because Sergio thought this was going to be a, a huge payday and the easiest victory possible while coming off his leg injury, his knee injury. No. Miguel Cotto came in there with the help of the great, legendary Freddie Roach and systematically destroyed Martinez. And we'll talk about that fight later. Matter of fact, it segues into the next uh, category, upset of the year. So let me continue talking about the Cotto fight because that was our choice for upset of the year. First round, he dropped Martinez three times. Martinez never recuperated. You could tell Logan that Martinez was on shaky legs as he had two knee braces, and he just took a systematic beating until finally quitting. So this is Ring Magazine's upset of the year as well. No, this is our upset of the year. Ring Magazine's upset of the year, and this to me is the the, the their worst choice. For all these awards, I have a I have a huge problem with with their with with their pick. Chris Algieri defeating Ruslan Provodnikov. First of all, in my opinion, was a robbery. Provodnikov knocked down Algieri three times, and while Algieri landed more punches, the harder punches were, were landed by Provodnikov, and Algieri just threw a lot of lot of shots. He kept busy, but he to me he was never in control of the fight. He won the split decision. I don't consider it the upset of the year because. I don't like to look at controversial decisions as being part of the voting process. Say, wait, say that one more time. You don't like what? I don't consider controversial decisions to be part of the awards process. Like, I, I should give awards to a fight. I see what you fight. mean. Yeah. Like, the year Timothy Bradley beat Manny Pacquiao, I mean, he didn't beat him. It was it was a, it was a robbery. I, I'd have problems if you called that the upset of the year because I don't think Pacquiao lost that fight. I see what you mean. In order for it to be an upset, it should be a clear-cut victory. A convincing victory, which Cotto's victory over 
Martinez was definitely, as he won every round on everybody's scorecard. Now, did they put that as the runner-up? Actually, none of the runner-ups was Cotto Martinez, which shocked me. Because, you know, Logan, going into that fight, Martinez was a huge favorite. Yeah. So, odd choice there for that. Maybe just a mental block. But uh, Chris Algieri versus Ruslan Provodnikov. But now... um, The Russian Rocky. Was was the um, Russian Rocky... um, Who, I mean, who? I guess they're saying that... uh, it wasn't expected. That winner uh, was not oh, expected. Oh, a huge favorite. I just, I just don't agree with the with, with the decision and to place that. Like their runner-up Logan was also a controversial decision. So bad job done by the Ring Magazine editors on this on this award because their runner-up Mickey Bay's highly controversial decision victory over Miguel Vasquez, a fight in which I had Vasquez winning eight rounds. Mickey Bay won the fight. Via robbery, and that's the runner-up, which is uh, an- another ridiculous choice. But you know what? We'll leave it at that and go on to the next award. Okay. The round the of the one? year. The round of the year. The round of the year Ring Magazine had was a fight that occurred out in the United Kingdom. Round 11 between Tommy Coyle and Daniel Brusella. And um, shout-outs to my man Robolis out on Super Friends Network. He talked about this fight, a fight that was – not viewed by too many people. So if you download this fight or check this fight out on YouTube, Tommy Coyle versus Danielle Bruzuela, a war, a fucking war. And the 11th round was an epic round, a great round, and a round which I cannot argue with. Our round of the year was also a great round. Round nine between Terrence Crawford and Marcus Gamboa. A round in which Gamboa rocked Crawford early in the round, and then Crawford came back to knock him out in that round. Great round of a great fight. But I cannot argue with Ring Magazine's um, choice. And I like the fact that they chose this fight because it's lightly regarded and very hasn't been seen by too many people. So, um, listeners out there, check that out on YouTube. Tommy Coyle versus Daniel Brizuela. If we were still doing the greatest fights of all time, this would be a fight we talk about. Indeed. And uh, that was a um, that. When did that take place? February twenty second in England. All right. So this fight, uh, what was so compelling about it? It was just a war. It was just a war. I'll, I'll email you the link in, in a couple of days, Logan, when I get a chance, and you'll see it for yourself. And we can spend the next show talking a few minutes about it. The next time we do a fight recap show, it's a fight. Worth going out your way to see. And I'll I'll find the link sometime today or tomorrow and email it to you. Okay, we'll have to maybe uh, do a special bonus uh, greatest fights and include that one in there. Um, let's go on to the next one. Knockout of the year. Now the rest of the awards, ring, the ring and world championship boxing agree one thousand percent. Knockout of the year, a fight, aforementioned fight between Carl Froch and George Groves. Eighth round, a perfectly executed right hand. Groves went down. His his legs were shaking. Referee didn't even bother counting. A perfect right hand. The greatest victory of Carl Crotch's great Hall of Fame career. And that's what we chose? That's what we chose, and that's what Ring Magazine chose. And uh, runner-up, probably uh, Cotto? 
No, because Cotto didn't put the guy to sleep. Knockout of the year, Logan, is usually that one shot that puts somebody to sleep. I see. So you can see somebody get really knocked out instead of just yeah. technical knockout or whatever. Yeah, like what, like what Terrence Crawford did to Yorkis Gamboa. What, uh, what Andy Lee did to John Jackson coming from behind, getting his ass beat. That's, that's sort of knockout. Yeah. Or uh, Martinez versus Williams. Yeah, well, that was the knockout of the year that year. So, yes, that's a perfect example. All right. Uh, so let's um, go to the next one. The next, the next category, fight of the year. Once again, Ring Magazine agrees with us. The fight of the year, Lucas Matisse's 11th round stoppage of John Molina, a fucking war. We covered this fight on the Fight Recap Show. We, we, you guys want to have an in-depth, our in-depth analysis of this fight? Go to the archives on Super Friends Universe or Block Talk, Block Talk Radio or uh, Fighting Arts, uh, Fighting Arts Network, and check out our show. Telling this fight, a phenomenal war. What a fight! I mean, Molina came to fight. Matisse's career was on the line. Matisse was dropped twice early in the fight. Came back and beat the hell out of Molina. Referee putting a halt to it early in the 11th round. All right. And what's next with uh, Molina? Oh, Lucas Matisse. I mean, uh, Matisse. Matisse just dropped Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya as his promoter, and he's, and he's looking um, for he, – he's looking for um, a new a – new, a new, um, a new, a new trainer, not a new trainer, a new promoter, and I mean he's one of the hottest free agents out there. Interesting, and and what was the reason why he dropped? They He was been trying to get a fight with Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner is no longer a golden boy. He was frustrated in getting his efforts to fight Adrian Broner. Broner doesn't want any piece of this animal. Well, what <laughs> Madonna beat the hell out of Broner, Matisse knock him out. I've always said Logan that the perfect fight would be Matisse versus Madonna in Argentina. They're both from Argentina. It would break all types of records out there and would be a war. Yeah, I mean, it isn't... Uh, I mean, don't you think Madonna would take that, though? Uh, I don't know. Matisse has... Oh, man. Matisse hits hard. I don't know. That'd be a... That'd be a great fight. I couldn't pick that fight. Uh, that fight... I, oh, right. To my head, I, I choose Matisse. Because I think Matisse has a little... Oh, I can't even say that. They both have extreme heart. Uh, they're both on the same level. It'll be a war. It'll yeah, be, a, be good. It'll be a, a, a must-see, can't-miss fight. And if Matisse uh, got the fight he was looking for, he would kill... Oh, he would have killed Broner. Bro, 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 yeah. bro, bro, he killed Broner. Cool. All right, man, next one. And then the final award, the... the the biggest award every year, the Fighter of the Year, once again, in agreement with us, Ring Magazine, their Fighter of the Year, is our Fighter of the Year, the light heavyweight champion of the world, Sergey Kovalev. Indeed, he is. Uh, now, when they did they kind of um, give any outlook on his career, what they think he's going to, because we sort of said that He's probably going to unify this division. What do you think? Well, going to fight Jean Pascal in March. That'll be our next. Uh, that'll be our next fight recap show. They're fighting each other in March, and um, he's going to beat Pascal. He's going to knock Pascal out. They're fighting in Montreal. It's, it's, 
think this should, the the venue's already sold out. It's going to be a huge deal. H production. It's going to be all left. And hopefully after that, the bitch of, of 2014 can finally get in the ring with him and unify the light heavyweight championship of the world finally. Because Kovalev has three of the four belts. The only other guy that has a belt is Adonis Stevenson, who's still the ring magazine light heavyweight champion of the world. So those two guys have to fight. Do you think um, he will fight somebody in between? I'm talking about uh, Adonis. Right now, Adonis doesn't have anything scheduled. So it, it would behoove him to get a fighter in between. He doesn't want to go right in to fight Kovalev after Kovalev beats Pascal. Yeah. I don't think, but again, Logan, I don't think that's going to make a difference. I don't see, only way Stevenson beats Kovalev is if he catches him with a, with a, with a perfectly executed right hook. And um, I think Kovalev is a smarter fighter. Uh, uh, now, um, has, has Adonis fought Pascal? No. No, no. They're good friends. So I don't ever see that fight happening. Interesting. I wonder what, who who would be. Haitian born fighters that live in Montreal. So they're, they're, and whenever they speak about each other, they speak about each other in high regard. So I don't think that fight will ever happen. But who would win if, if it did? I think Stevenson beats Pascal. Pascal is a very talented fighter. His problem is his, his stamina issues are in question. And he's injury prone, especially his shoulder. Twice in fights, he has separated his shoulder. His shoulder. So I can see that being a factor in fighting Stevenson. Does Kovalev have a, an opponent for a next fight, or is, is he open? He's fighting Pascal. Oh, he's definitely fighting him. That's already signed. That, that's in March. All right, then. So, and um, what Stevenson about... doesn't have an opponent at the moment. Okay, now Stevenson, um, I guess you would say he he ducked Kovalev last year. Um, he, ducked, he was supposed to fight Kovalev last year. All of a sudden, he hired Al Heyman as, as, as his manager and went to Showtime. Kovalev cursed, cursed him out on HBO broadcast saying, man, we had an agreement. Stevenson thought he was going to fight Bernard Hopkins. But then Bernard said no to Adonis and decided to fight Kovalev instead. So last year, Stevenson lost out on two big money fights. What would it, what would have Hopkins done with Stevenson? I think Stevenson outboxes Hopkins. Hopkins is not going to beat fighters like uh, Stevenson and, and Kovalev at this stage of his career. Even though Hopkins did beat Pascal, but Pascal tried to slug with Hopkins instead of trying to box Hopkins, which was a huge mistake. Although there, there was a chance that uh, he, that Adonis, you know, may have lost to Hopkins. There was no well, chance that... Hopkins against Kovalev, I, I don't see it. Pardon? Looking at Hopkins, how he looked in the last fight, oh, he I lost... See. He lost a huge step. He's not the same fighter. He needs to give it up. He says he's going to fight this year. It's a huge mistake. What does Kovalev do to Stevens? A knockout or a decision? He knocked out Stevenson, without a doubt. All right. So, fighter of the year, Sergey Kovalev. Definitely a great year for him. And uh, he's really dominant in that division for sure. He, he's um, the real deal. I mean, this guy can box. He's He can plugged. box. He can Punch. He's a great body puncher. He breaks you down. He's got a great chin. The man's got it all. He is. Now, where is he in, in all-time great? Dude. And he's a good-looking dude. So, you know, 
I mean, Madison Avenue is going to have a field day with this guy. He's he, he beating Hopkins. The star is born. He's he's a huge, huge demand. No, but I mean, in terms of all time, where do you rank Sergey? Um, right now, it's between him and Gennady Golovkin as the two greatest Russian fighters of all time. Interesting. I mean, Golovkin's is still fighting, right? No, Golovkin. Golovkin was one of the runner-ups. Golovkin had a phenomenal year in 2014, and um, he'll be fighting uh, Martin Murray. He'll be killing Martin Murray, and they'll be fighting in Monaco. He fights in March also. That'll be another destruction. Um, I would love to see a Golovkin Kovalev fight, and I would Hell love yeah. to see. I would love to see Andre Ward fight both of these guys. Um, I think Kovalev will be too strong for Golovkin, and the only guy. In the the only guy that could beat these guys in their divisions right now is Andre Ward, and um, hopefully Ward will fight one of these guys in 2015. So now let's we got all these awards. Why don't we talk about in terms of these awards who you think will win or what fights will win next year or this well, year? We, you can't say fight of the year because it's usually a fight that no one even thought about. A fighter of the year. It's going to be the winner of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. That's a slam dunk right there. And that could probably be the that will be the event of the year. And that'll be the event of the year. The the network of the year is going to be NBC. I mean, they they're in bed with Al Heyman. They've got eleven primetime fights in 2015 already signed, and they've got the legendary broadcast team of Al Michaels and Sugar Ray Leonard calling the fight. NBC is going to blow away Showtime. HBO will be a close second to um. NBC. And you want to talk about uh, upset of the year? We can't talk about that because we we got to see what right. major fighter loses to a stiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of upset, I mean, in terms of comeback fighter of the year, um, I guess it would be. Um, uh, I mean, who who do you think will be the comeback fighter? Who could be comeback fighter of the year? Who? What fighter? Huh? I can't even think right now. It's usually Logan. The comeback fighter is usually a guy who's been beaten a couple of times the previous year or who came out of retirement and was considered shot and all of a sudden surprises everybody by winning a major fight and or a world championship. Well, you, you mentioned um, coming back into the fold here. Cesar Chavez Jr. beats Carl Frotch when they finally do fight this year. Then he'd be a major, major candidate for that award. Well, that would be upset of the year too, probably. Yeah, that would be that would be right. That would be a can Usually, a guy who wins upset of the year that was considered shot is also a candidate for comeback fight of the year. I.e., Miguel Cotto this year. Cool, man. And uh, I mean, so in terms of uh, let's see, we got fight and fight of the year will probably still be um, Pacquiao. No, it's happening have to be an exciting fight. We don't know. I know one thing. I'm going to guarantee this is going 12 rounds because neither guy knocks anybody out. So it's going to go 12 rounds. And I got a – I got a – my instinct tells me that Mayweather would have to win 10 rounds to win this fight. So – and you're you're predicting that. I think Pacquiao's going into the fight with four rounds in the bank. Interesting. Now, um, Pacquiao. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of bitching and screaming after this fight is over. I see. I'm going to make the prediction right now. 
Pacquiao by controversial split decision. Really? Yep. Holy shit. There's a lot of, look, there's a lot of politics involved in this fight. Evander Holyfield and Sugar Ray Leonard talked about the reasons why this fight was never made, and it took forever, a few months back. And um, Holyfield brings up the fact that boxing politics gets in the way of these fights happening, and when they do happen, usually the guy that wins doesn't win. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I think, well, let's just say uh, Mayweather will be heavily favored in that. Um, so that would be I'm an upset. You, he's not knocking Pacquiao. Pacquiao's not knocking Mayweather out. If Mayweather doesn't win at least 10 rounds, he's losing the fight. Okay, man. Well, that's uh, quite a prediction you got there, buddy. <laughs> so all those guys out there that want to bet on this fight, Put your money on Pacquiao. If you put money on Mayweather, you're in trouble. Because you can't okay. tell the bookie, oh, but he won the fight. They robbed him. The bookie, how you going to put two shots in your head and take your money? <laughs> now, you talked about returning finally to boxing after all this time with the manager dispute. Uh, could he be the comeback fighter of the year? If he, Who's this? Uh, fuck. Oh, Andre Ward. He didn't fight at all in 2014. I mean, if he if he comes back and you know what an... that that you know what that that I didn't even think about that, Logan. Great observation. Andre Ward hasn't fought since November 2013. He's had two fights since 2011. He would be a major candidate for comeback fighter year, being the fact that he didn't fight at all in 2014. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll give him. But he would have fight. to he would have to beat a Kovalev or a Golovkin. He just can't, you know, beat run of the mill guys. Some jobber, yeah. Right. But uh definitely coming back um into the fold and uh he's it's good to hear that he's back because there are some good fights for him um to to to, to have. Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a rematch with Carl Frotch because he beat him few uh, uh, four years back that that's on the table. There's a Golovkin, Kovalev Adonis Stevenson, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, I will give Stevenson credit if he fights Ward instead of Kovalev, but if he fights nobody else, then come on, right? Yeah. Uh, How do you think he does against his prospective opponents? Do you think he beats them all? Andre Ward beats everybody I just mentioned. Kovalev? He beats Kovalev, he beats Golovkin, he beats Stevenson, he beats Pascal. He beats Frotch again. He beats them all. Andre Ward is, the, is a defensive wizard. He will make. He's the only type of fighter that can beat a Sergey Kovalev right now. Now, uh, Ring Magazine doesn't have the Pussy of the Year award. Um, no, fortunately they don't have that. That was a Donald Stevenson, and the only way he doesn't repeat if, it's, if he fights Ward or or Kovalev. He doesn't fight either guy. He will be the repeat winner for 2015. Yeah, I was thinking that uh, we should also add an award that's just kind of like the the award for the guy who should leave boxing um, this oh, year. Oh, right now, that's Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, that's Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know what? That is that is that is definitely a award we will add to next year of uh, the boxer who needs to retire immediately award. <laughs> And it's funny because Miguel Cotto would have been on that list. It'll be, it'll be between Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones Jr. Right. But 
or uh but um you know, Cotto was going to be on that list a few years ago, which is kind of funny. Matter of fact, I I wrote him. I had wrote him off. Yeah, so it's uh, he's uh, definitely got some yeah, new life with Freddie. It's a different story. He's much younger than Roy Jones. Oh, another guy that you can add to the list, James Tony. Why are Tony Jones and Hopkins relics from the '90s still fighting today? Is beyond my comprehension. We should also probably add Trainer of the Year. Well, um, trainer of the year, yes, we add, we should add that too. Because H, I mean, I'm sorry, HBO has a trainer of the year award, and so does Ring Magazine. And Ring Magazine's trainer of the year award this year went to Freddie Roach for his masterful job in resurrecting Miguel Cotto's career. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure he's uh, won in a number of times um, already. Yeah, 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 several several times, several times. And real quickly, I want to congratulate Riddick Big Daddy Bo. Chris Nassim Hamed and Ray Boom Boom Mancini as the reason. Oh, and the one of the great referees of all time, Steve Smoker, and the legendary pillow biter, Jim Lampley, as they've all been inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame for the class of 2015. Oh well, that's great. Um, that sounds like a, now um, you talked about the troubles of HBO. I know of Showtime. Sorry, um, what can they do to get back their their shit? I mean, they look like they really fell off. They 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 definitely fell off. Um, they should try and get with Jay Z. Jay Z's new promotional company, Rock Nation, headed by Gary Shaw, who used to have his own uh, promotional company. They should try to get in bed with Jay Z because Jay Z is willing to throw the money out there. Um, other than that, I mean, Al Heyman has is, is, is turned his back on Showtime, and that's where the majority of fighters were from. Um, is Ward still with them? Oh, uh, well, Ward, Ward is with Rock Nation, but Ward's an HBO fighter because he works for HBO as a color commentator. So I don't see Ward fighting on Showtime and commentating on HBO. That would be a conflict of interest. That's not happening. Because, yeah, I mean, we he was uh, famously in that tournament. Uh, that well, Showtime after, tournament. After he won that tournament, he left Showtime. He hasn't fought on Showtime since. Right. So they they got to do something. What 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 do you think was the reason why they fell off so much? Was it just because of the the implosion of uh, Golden Boy? It was the implosion of Golden Boy, and um, Al Heyman had his eyes on this NBC deal for a long time. He be wor- he was working on it. I knew the minute that agreement was going to be reached, Showtime was in trouble. I mentioned that on our last fight recap show. Al Heyman is in bed. And Al Heyman, and now Al Heyman, NBC is his, is his broadcast partner as far as regular network television. Cable, he slapped Showtime in the face. He tried to deal with Spike Television. Damn. Well, the um, free TV... Is that's amazing that that's going to be the uh, the, this year is going to be the the story really the boxing coming back to hey and the first card has the 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 aforementioned John Molina who was in the fight of the year fighting Adrian Broner that's the main event of the first card in March and in April the main event is for the is the two junior welterweight champions of the world Danny Garcia and Lamont Peterson facing each other so already see their first two cards have better matchups than the last few cards that Golden Boy and Al Heyman put on Showtime. Because you know we complained last year about all the jobber fights they had 
on Showtime last year. Now, in terms of fighter of the year, uh, who was the runner-up that Ring chose? Terrence Crawford. I can't argue with that. He had a spectacular 2014. Who? Sorry? Terrence Crawford. Oh, okay. So, so this and 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 uh, we uh, of course chose hey, Sergey. I just mentioned a possible opponent for Lucas Matisse now that he's left a Golden Boy and and Showtime. Terrence Crawford, who's moving up to junior welterweight, that would be a great matchup. Indeed. Now, um, in terms of uh, fighter of the year next year, um, it, or this year. You think it it's, it will be uh, either Manny or? It's going to be the winner of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. Unless Logan, they fight twice this year and they split the two fights, then neither one's going to be fighter of the year. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's uh, definitely. Uh, so you think they're really going to announce that pretty soon, huh? Yeah, they might announce it today during the Super Bowl. That's the big buzz that has been. I mean, Bob Arum is telling everybody that listen, the fight is a done deal. The sticking point was uh, Aram. Um, yeah, Mayweather and, wanted Aram to do have nothing to do with the fight, but I think once he got to know Pacquiao and they were talking, Pat Pacquiao was just beaming about Mayweather, talking about how he's a gentleman and 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 yeah, they and, hated each other for so long. Nah, not not anymore. Right. Well, they need each other, Logan. They need each other. Mayweather has no Mayweather only has two opponents, Cotto and Pacquiao. That's it. He's got nobody else. Yeah, they got to do this fight. The only opponent Pacquiao has left is Mayweather. Because Cotto is right now to middleweight. You got to wonder, though, like whether that friendship will affect the fight in any way. Probably not, but, well, you know. It's not going to affect the fight because Manny Pacquiao is a very religious and spiritual man, and he still goes out there and gives a 1,000%. I don't see that happening. But do you see that uh, the promo stuff get nasty, or do you I think because... I don't... Uh, you know what? I don't see the promo stuff getting nasty. That's one thing. Well, you know what? You don't need the promos to be nasty to sell this fight. So, but I mean, uh, doesn't somebody kind of have to play the heel or not really? They can just go oh, do... The fan favorite going to the fight is going to be Manny. Manny is one of the greatest baby faces in the history of boxing. So he's going to be the face. And he and maybe was one of the greatest heels in the history of boxing. So that's already set. Mm-hmm. But you just wonder whether he's going to heal it up now that he's um, had this friendly uh, you meeting here. You can see it up, but after the fight, he'll be like, oh, everything it was just to promote the fight. But this fight doesn't need to be promoted. It really doesn't. Promote All they have itself. Sign on the dotted line, put the date, put the tickets up, set the price for pay-per-view, and wait till May 2nd. So then, it, you know, with this fight coming online and uh, a lot of other great matchups. uh 2015 promises to be a great year of boxing. Looks to be the best year in boxing in all, in in since, since the 90s probably. I mean we've had some great years in the last five six years, but this year looks to be extra special because of the NBC deal, because of Mayweather Pacquiao, because you have so many great young fighters like a Nicholas Waters, like a, a, a Rocky Onoe, like a Roman Gonzalez. This year is going to explode. And maybe even another category we could add is, you know, fighter to watch, uh, 2015. Well, three fighters to watch this year are Naoya Inoue, who is a great, great young fighter, Japanese fighter, who's currently 
the junior bantamweight champion of the world. Terrence Crawford, who we keep mentioning. Nicholas Waters and Roman Gonzalez. Those guys are the future of boxing. They're going to be the guys we talk about from now on. And, of course, my favorite, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, but, uh, heavyweights did not figure in these awards at all. Um, the, and that the, the, heavy... the mega fight of 2016, Logan, Klitschko versus Wilder, as that looks to be a pay-per-view sometime early 2015. And you think Wilder takes Klitschko? Right now, Klitschko beats Wilder, I think, a year from now. A year older, Klitschko will be 40. I see Wilder beating him in a very close fight. It it might not even be an exciting fight. It could just be a jamming contest. <laughs> hmm. Well, there's he go. And and uh, but uh, Wilder, does he have any scheduled fights? Not at the moment. Klitschko has two fights scheduled for this year. That's why I don't see that fight happening. Klitschko's fighting Brian Jennings in Master Square Garden in the spring, and then he looks to fight the relic Shannon Briggs in the fall, and then look for next early winter. Uh, early spring, late winter, early spring fight, Klitschko versus Wilder. Uh, Wilder might be fighting Tyson Fury from England. That'll be a destruction. That'll be a total destruction because Tyson Fury's a fucking stiff. But we'll see what happens with Wilder. Wilder's got a lot of opponents he could choose to destroy if he wanted to. So Wilder has one title and uh, Klitschko has Klitschko two? Has the rest. Klitschko has yeah. the rest. And Klitschko has the most important title, which is the ring heavyweight championship of the world. So is ring the most important title of all the, yeah, the, the weight that's, classes? That's the linear championship. Ring magazine goes back to the beginning of boxing. And it's the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy. Got it. So they're the, they're the, they're the um, uh, federation. I mean, they're not it, a federation. it's weird. They keep track of who the linear champion is, and when you're the champion, I that means you. you are the guy that beat the guy. Like Golovkin's the best middleweight in the world, but Cotto beat Cotto beat Sergio Martinez, who beat who, who beat Kelly Pavlik, who beat Jermaine Taylor, who beat Bernard Hopkins. So you see, the, the, the those were the true middleweight champions. But Cotto doesn't want any part of Kovalev. <laughs> I mean Golovkin. You mean Golovkin? I mean Golovkin. Yeah, he doesn't want any part of him. Unless you were, unless Cotto's broke and Cotto's nowhere near broke, because he once made thirty million dollars fighting Floyd Mayweather. Cotto's got a lot of money and a mansion in Puerto Rico, plenty of money. Unless he was going broke, there's no need for him to get destroyed at the hands of Golovkin, because he will get destroyed. So, and and is Pacquiao still with Roach? All right, so Roach will be training him for the Mayweather fight. Yes, and, yes. And that will that will may be a major factor there for sure. Um and uh who is training Mayweather these days? His father. Still? Okay. But you know what? It doesn't matter who trains him, his father or his uncle. Floyd's his own trainer now. Floyd what are these guys gonna teach this guy after fifty years? Well, you know, he, he, there's always um They're trainers in name only. I mean the man the 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 man is a, is an encyclopedia of boxing. He doesn't need anybody to show show him. Oh, you should do this, do that. Nah, nah. When you're Floyd Mayweather, Bernard Hopkins, Muhammad Ali, after a certain point, you don't need a trainer. You just need somebody to make sure you wake up in the morning, and do your road work. So you're Freddie. 
<laughs> You're Freddie Roach. What do you tell Pacquiao? How do, how do you fight this fight to to get the decision? He's Pacquiao's not going to... He's got to pressure me whether the whole fight's there on top of him. Okay, so just... He's got to know that Mayweather's not going to knock... Well, I think Mayweather has a better chance of knocking Pacquiao out than Pacquiao does of Mayweather because Pacquiao has a problem with the right cross, and Mayweather's best punch is the right cross. He's got the most... He's got the most accurate right cross in boxing. So that that's what But he they, hasn't knocked anyone out since uh he he doesn't since. knock anybody out, but remember, Pacquiao is is a small fighter, fighting at a much larger weight than he usually does. But since Ortiz, Mayweather hasn't knocked anyone out, right? And well, Ortiz was a chief shot. Out and he put Pacquiao to sleep. A perfect right hand could put Pacquiao to sleep. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll see, man. Uh, Pac- I, I would argue that to, to, to trade uh, Pacquiao on is to make sure he he, um, he goes to the body and to make sure he avoids that right cross. Don't get now, him if Pac- the right cross. Yeah. If I mean, there's very little chance of Pacquiao fighting Cotto again. I guess now that both are being and trained by trained by, by, by Roach. That's not happening. But let's just say it did. Uh, do you think uh, they they won't fight a middleweight? It's too big of a weight for. Uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao can't hold all that weight. I got you. So they're going to fight at welterweight. Yeah, uh, Pacquiao, 145, 146. He can't go much higher than that. He, he, he's got a small small frame. And uh, but and Mayweather and him are about the same size, so it's not going to yeah, really... It's like Mayweather can't go past a certain weight. You don't see Mayweather go, go past 150, 151, because these are small guys fighting at heavier divisions for the last eight, nine years. Yep, yep. All right, man. So it looks like we got a great year in store, and we are going to be covering it. So stay right here with World Championship Boxing, and we will keep you up to date here. So thanks again, man. And uh, we will be coming back with a um, greatest fighter. I mean, um, a greatest performances. Yeah, Carlos uh, Monzon will be the next guy we talk about in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to Super Bowl party today, so we'll do the movie show next week, the Johnny Hanson movie show next week, and I'll, um, I'm a I'm going to text you some wrestling matches that we'll talk about for next week. We'll be show everybody enjoyed this afternoon this evening. Logan, you enjoyed the rest of the What's your Super Bowl right. prediction? Oh, well, I predict the Seattle Seahawks win a very tough, tough, tough contest. These are two evenly matched teams. But in the history of the Super Bowl, Logan, there have been 48 Super Bowls. This is the 49th. Of the 48 Super Bowls, 44 of the 48 teams that had the better defense won. Seattle has the better ranked defense. So as you can see, 90% of the time, the better defense wins. That's why I'm going with you. To cap off a stellar year for Sherman, uh, that would be quite a victory. They had a uh, – and Russell Wilson continually continue to be the next Derek Jeter as far as uh, saying the right things and doing the right things and – being a consistent winner is Russell Simmons. I mean, Russell Simmons. Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Not Russell Simmons. Fuck you, Russell Simmons. Oh, quickly. If you haven't watched the show, Logan, you got Empire. Best show on television right now. Terrence I started Howard. watching it. Oh, my God. He's got that fucking roll down pack. And the music, uh, Timbaland is the music producer of that show, is off the chains. A f- spectacular show. Terrence Howard. 
is the leading contender right now, in my opinion, for the Emmy Awards for Best Actor. He is just phenomenal. Great show. Yeah. And it, it's and like it's the hip hop. How we did Hustle and Flow right before the premiere of that show, and it, the two co-stars of that are doing a phenomenal job on Empire. Unbelievable, and they both, uh, you know, look well, very good, especially the, the I mean, woman. The there. chemistry is ridiculous between them, and wow, the the woman that that that's, he's with on the show, she got an ass. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a great show. I mean, it's kind of like the hip hop version of Dallas. It is the hip hop. Oh, Logan, you taking the words out of my mouth. It is the hip hop version of Dallas. You got that <laughs> right. He is he is the black J.R. Ewing right now. Definitely, it's awesome. And the chemistry between him and his leading ladies, and the charisma he exudes on screen is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a great show, um, and uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, Empire and directed. By the guy who did the James Brown story, Get On Up, and the butler, Lee Daniels. He's doing a spectacular job. This show is like watching a motion picture every week as a, as a weekly show. Yeah, Fox. Um, it's a Fox show, so they really needed a hit, and it looks like they got one. So Well, they yeah, got a couple of this year, Gotham and Empire. Empire the, Empire's ratings are so phenomenal, Logan, that they renewed the show two weeks after it started for next season. That never happened. And have you checked out... Uh, the uh, that other show you're talking about is it good? Gotham is Gotham? excellent. Gotham, Gotham is an excellent show. Love Gotham. Love Empire. Empire's the better show, but not by much. Gotham is a tremendous show because the guy who plays James Gordon is just phenomenal. And check out the guy who plays a young penguin. He's eerily creepy. A great heel. And when do you think when is Batman going to come on the scene? Well, they, it's a young Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is like 11, 12 years old on the show. Oh shit! So it's going to take a little it's while. Like, <laughs> it's like a darker version of Smallville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just uh, Smallville. Did they ever? Did Superman ever make an appearance with the costume on Smallville? I think the very last episode when he's on the plane going to uh to become a reporter for the Daily was it Daily Planet? <laughs> Oh, okay. So they did actually cap off that uh Capped it that off. Series. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great series finale, yeah. But Gotham, great writing. They they incorporate all the heels, all the villains into the program. You got a young Catwoman. You, you got a young Penguin, a young Riddler. You haven't seen the Joker yet, but they, it's just great. And Jim Gordon, Commissioner Jim Gordon as Detective James Gordon, is tremendous. Just the guy who plays him. I forgot his name, um... And something. I forgot the actor's name, but he's phenomenal in that show. Just a great show. Those two shows, to me, the best two shows of, of, of the season, Empire and Gotham. And Empire, I mean, I just can't I just can't describe Terrence Howard's performance on that show. It's just ridiculous. And real quickly, are you looking forward to Batman versus Superman? No, no, no. I don't think that's just going to be horrible. <laughs> Did you like Man of Steel? No. Yeah, wasn't that good? If it's not, if it's not my man, uh, well, what's my man that played Batman in The Dark Knight the last three times? Oh yeah, Slater. Bale. If I mean, Christian Bale played Batman. I'm not watching. Christian Bale, that's right. <laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah, I guess he got sick of playing it, but uh, or I don't know what he, the story he was. He was only going to do the three movies. He's done. He's not doing it anymore. Which I don't. I don't look. He made a ton of money doing that shit. So if he wants Those to continue are, yeah. doing something else. Go ahead. Yeah, I just watched the. 
the Dark Knight with uh, the Joker. You know that that's probably the best of the three. Hey, well, you, but the Dark Knight Returns was great. Also, it's just, it was just a great series. All three because they had great co-stars, great vi- heel, the villains that he dealt with. Liam Neeson, who's phenomenal. Heath Ledger, who was spectacular. And uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Tom, I forgot his last name. He was phenomenal as Bane. Just he had three great actors playing three great heels. There you go. And uh, so, okay, man. So we got um, great movies uh, coming up. We'll be look, talking about them, and then we'll talk about boxing and pro wrestling. So we got a lot to do in 2015, man. And looking forward to it. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Logan. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your week coming up. Oh, by the way, uh, in terms of the Super Bowl, will it be a blowout or will it be close? No, no, I see this coming down to the very last play. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be an exciting game for you, everybody, so enjoy. Billy Mac teams, the only, the only difference is Seattle's defense is much better than New England, but New England has the legendary Tom Brady at quarterback and the legendary coach Bill Belichick, so anything. Yeah, and they, as and you they see got those. They'll find ways to win. Illegal they got their or need- they got their needles ready to deflate the ball. So. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't try to put a gun in one of the stars from Seattle, like Russell Wilson or Marshawn Lynch's car, and call the police saying there's, there's an illegal gun in their car. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Have a good time, man. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out at superfriendsuniverse.com, the epitome of manliness.